He's currently helping startups in an external role to incubate analytics and machine learning as well as artificial intelligence in-house and also providing analytical solutions. He has a BTEC from IIT Delhi and a postgraduate diploma in management from IIM Calcutta. He started his professional journey with Absolute Data right after his engineering and he left after a year to join IIM Calcutta. After his PGDM, he has worked with EY and then back to Absolute Data where he worked for close to eight years. After a short stint with OYO, leading their pricing algorithm, Zubin now works as an independent consultant in the field of data analytics. So in today's episode, let's get Zubin Saini's insights on all about data analytics. Hello. Hi there. Welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This podcast is to help professional students, IT employees, and entrepreneurs to shape their careers. If you have tuned into our podcast for the first time, you have missed a lot of stuff. But don't worry, all our previous episodes are available on your favorite podcast listening platforms and also on YouTube. If you haven't rated our podcast on Apple, please consider providing your rating and leave a positive review. Because every rating and review will motivate us to bring in more and more useful content to you. This is your host, Navin Samala, and I have about 18 years of rich and diverse work experience in the IT industry. In every episode, we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn some amazing things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the IT world or technology towards the end. So stay tuned till the end. You'll acquire more knowledge for every minute on TGV than any other podcast in this space. That's a bit from our side. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are going to discuss a topic all about data analytics. And we're pleased to have Zubin part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Zubin, welcome to TGV. Thank you so much, Naveen. It's a pleasure to have you on TGV. So Zubin, let's get started. I'll start with my very first question. We have briefly introduced about your career journey. Maybe you can highlight top three things that contributed to you becoming an independent consultant in the analytics space. Sure. So let me start off from the beginning. I graduated from IA Delhi back in 2005 with a B-Tech in electrical engineering. And uh, I was one of those who are not, there are a lot of uh, us guys who are not very interested in, in the core stream of engineering so i always wanted to look at something else and i was not very good at coding as well but i was very interested in numbers and stuff at that time we did not know much about data analytics there were a few companies who were doing that we basically worked on surveys analyzing survey data uh, nothing quite as fancy as what we do today but again it was basically had a lot to do with numbers and, and that was something that really caught my fancy and i really enjoyed my one year there it was a lot of hard work it was a very small company we had Clients calling in at five in the morning, but it was very interesting. And I really loved it because it was like, it was what I wanted to do. And then after a year, I got through CAT. I went to Amcal. Two years after that, I got an opportunity to work with Ernst & Young in Gurgaon. So I joined that the business advisory team, uh, BAS. There, I basically worked on a lot of strategy consultants at first, then shifted to operation consulting, visited coal mines in Korba, Chhattisgarh. Went to a lot of plants, steel plants, saw how things actually work. 
which was a very enriching experience but i missed numbers so after two two and a half years i decided to like okay i need a break from all this and basically i took off for a short sabbatical for around a year in which basically i started writing something because that's another of my passion so i thought okay let me follow that for a while i ended up writing two half unfinished novels which i haven't been able to publish even yet but they are half written i plan to do it sometime but you know how life goes so so i'm been able to do that yet but then yeah absolute data had a chance to come back to absolute data and i said yeah why, why not i joined there for 8 years i stayed there it was a terrific journey i built teams from scratch when i, I finally left absolute data we had a 60 70 member team uh, across not only in india but also in the us working on different analytics projects and then basically i got a chance i thought yeah okay we've done all this let's see how the startup space is looking so i joined doyo heading the pricing algorithm there for india ma it was a very interesting journey there also but it wasn't quite the same fun what i had absolutely and i said okay yeah like like i was missing something so i thought okay yeah let me see something else and i this is something i really love i like companies start from scratch so that's my journey so far i think the three things that contributed the most to it number one has been like i think i've been lucky to work in a career which has also been my passion in the sense that i'm really like numbers and basically this is data is all about numbers so even though now this the entire field is changing and in the beginning i said i did not like coding and so which i have to learn but it's still something that i'm very quite passionate about because you're actually looking at numbers and so that's something that's really helped me because i mean you have these drops in your career you have these press so i've been able to sustain through that ups and downs because i was passionate about what i was doing so that thing is number one number 2 and, and which is something that many people i think miss is the roles of team and the people around you i think that's very important in terms of i've been very lucky to have good bosses and good peers and good juniors and in fact in my 8 years at absolute data i had a fantastic team that worked under me and i didn't really have to work hard because they were a great team who were doing everything and i just could just chill and basically and, and they were ready to do that because it was like a two way relationship i knew they knew i had their back and they knew that for me i'll have their back and they were happy doing that it was like so i i didn't have to work very hard but it was a very good kind of relation and i think that's really helped me in terms of doing what i wanted to do so that's number 2 and number 3 i think is in terms of its luck also in a sense well that is a very easy thing to say but again stated i was key that i was part of this data science when i became a part of it because when i joined it was a very small very fledging industry and now everyone's talking about it i have juniors now who, let's say who are on a package of x right now they go they want to change a the company they get x into 25% and at the same time another company want they paying them x into 1.5 and then the next hike they actually end up in a place which is 2x 2.5x and this is happening across the board and this is because suddenly data science has found much traction so in that sense i was really lucky to be there at at the starting and being part of that journey and seeing and struggling for it because there have been cases where clients have just said what what are you doing and why are you doing why do you want my data why do you want to but now the acceptance that's come as lucky to be one of the first few people to actually be a part of that journey so that i think those are the three i think the most important things that have helped shape my career into what it is that's a great summary uh, zubin I, th- i think you had a very enriching career in terms of start building the teams from scratch and growing them up to 70 across the globe which is not a small thing and you touched upon the important aspect of data science and uh, the openness of the clients to provide data 
in fact now that everybody realizes uh, how to leverage or harness the data power right so i think uh, definitely it's going to help out those whoever is aspiring to get into data science field and thank you for sharing your summary now let me move on to my next question out of this conversation we always come across these two terms like data analytics and data science so is there any difference or are they both the same for most practical purposes and the way you hear it they are more or less the same they are basically synonyms of each other if i was to delve deeper technically in data analytics is of course an older term earlier it was only data analytics data science is a newer term in between you might have heard of this term called big data yeah. which was this huge term that came up no one knew what it was but everyone was talking about it and everyone was like yeah wow this is this is the thing that will basically change the world and basically everyone was talking about that didn't find that much traction now the new thing that you hear is ai ml everyone's an ai ml expert everyone's working into artificial intelligence everyone machine learning to be very fair and to be very honest these are basically like tools of the data science industry to actually make them sexy in a way the basically people talk about them ai is something that artificial intelligence you hear and you're like wow this is amazing data analytics uh, this is you understand the difference right in terms of how things work and basically so from that perspective data science is of course a breadth if you, if you if you were to offer a person a role of a data analyst visa be a data scientist he'll jump up to be a data scientist as compared to be a data analyst so it's a better term it's a sexier term everyone will want to do that because yes so that's one but i think uh, jokes apart i think bigger differences data analytics is a slightly broader term in the sense when you talk about data analytics it can include things like it can include getting data from one place to another data science is more hardcore data when as analysis of data is you building models where exactly that data what exactly is that data doing and how, how is it basically if you are building predictive models for example that's data science that's hardcore data science so a lot of data analytics role that you see for example will basically be purely reporting role now i'm not saying there's anything kind of like wrong with that but those are not exactly when when you talk to people those are not very aspirational roles even though that is probably the bread and butter of what is driving data right because the people want reports of what how the marketing campaigns are going how the business itself is doing so that is probably the core of data analytics right now but data is slightly kind of like more uh, high end if if that's the right word in terms of using that data to do something worthwhile to enable to like combine that data and using it to like elevate that into something which can be usable like in a predictive model or to actually like kind of help understand what are the kind of things that people are going for and to understand those trends in the industry those are basically that is the data science so that is the difference between the two data analytics is more encompassing is a smaller but a wider set and also in terms of like comparing it to ai ml when you hear about a lot of people who say ai artificial intelligence machine learning machine learning to a certain extent yes there is a lot of machine learning that's happening artificial intelligence i personally i use the term abused because a lot of things that you hear a lot of artificial intelligence that's not artificial that's just basically putting data and building a model but so yeah data science is very closer to machine learning per se data science is a much broader term which can and again if if a person had a choice of going for a data analytics versus data science i think data science is a better term in order to like get people attracted to the industry first very insightful zubin 
data science is something far closer to the AI and ML, and uh, whereas data analytics is more on the reporting side and coming up with some analytics which will help the businesses make better decisions. Great. Exactly. exactly. So thank you for sharing that summary. Now let's talk more about data analytics. So how can this data analytics help the businesses? Let's take the example of a, a regular shopkeeper, right? A general person in a, in your neighborhood. Even he has some data. He knows how many people come to his store every day. He knows basically what is the kind of things that people buy. Use that data in order to make better decisions. For example, a very simple decision is, which is what all should I, for example, in terms of, okay, yeah, I have this inventory today. This much got, got sold today. What should I buy tomorrow, for example? And what should I tell my retailers to send to me, for example? He is basing that decision based on data that he has collected and seen. So, so for him, it's very experiential. But actually what he is doing is he's actually using data that he has seen over past a lot of time to actually come up with that mask. So that's a very simple kind of like things where data can help even smaller shopkeepers and everyone in terms of telling them, okay, yeah, this is what you need to buy. So inventory store management, for example. Then simple reporting. So any business that you see, especially today, which is basically a lot of online-based business, of it is based on, okay, how many people are coming are basically how are people engaging on a website, which pages are people visiting, which people are kind of analysis that you can do, which is on the report side, right? Actually go up another level and see what your different kind of like departments behaving in terms of, okay, yeah, this was your budget. And this is what you have achieved. And you want to see where has that shortfall or if you have over-exceeded. It's basic data, reporting it, getting it in the right place is what actually... So right now, the good thing is everyone understands the importance of that. To be very honest, data was there from the beginning and people are using it. Earlier, it was in, in the form of Excel sheets, right? So you had a guy who was basically whose only job was to build one Excel sheet in that entire month because it was a very complex Excel. So he would do that. He would have that... However, what happens is you have these automated kind of like queries that run on SQL data that you have, which can complete Excel that you're getting in. And you can have that report in 30 minutes on your desk on to whoever you want to send it to a CEO, you want to send it to a marketing manager, you'll have all. So that is the kind of changes that data science is making into this world because it's making it a lot more easier for people to process data and to understand what's happening. So this is only from a reporting angle. What is exactly happening from a report? Then we move on further. Now, then a market manager wants to understand, okay, I've done like a hundred things. I've shown my ads on TV. I've shown ads on radio. I'm, I'm doing a lot of Facebook marketing. What is it that is actually influencing my sales? So for that, we have something called a market mix modeling experience, which is basically where we try to understand what is it that is actually driving sales based on different marketing campaigns that are done. So this is how we help companies and able to tell them that the return on investment that you're getting from different activities are this much. And then basically helping them optimize their spend. So let's say if a marketing manager says, boss, I only am able to generate 30 crore worth of sales. Then we tell them, okay, boss, this work, this is how you've spent over the past two or three years. This is the results that you get. And we think make better decisions. Word that you might have started seeing around is decision engineering, which is basically like helping decisions to engineer better decisions using data. So this is one. Then on the customer side, so for example, you have a lot of customer, like especially in the, in the world of e-commerce, uh, you get a lot of these emails which tell you, okay, I've 
buy this, buy this. So that is driven by, again, by something called as CRM models, which run on top of customer data and trying to see what you've bought in the past and what are you seeing, uh, what are the kind of things that you kind of visit or the kind of things that you actually, like when you come to a website, what are the kind of pages that you see? It takes info from that. And then based on that, it, it actually recommends what should be the kind of campaign that should be sent me. For example, if you see, and this is a very common example nowadays, suppose you're talking to a friend on WhatsApp about, let's say, going somewhere, that let's plan a trip to, let's say, Goa, right? And the next day you see on Facebook, you'll have these on the right, you'll have these Goa, travel to Goa, travel to those kind of, that's all That's all data. It's not ethical <laughs> in, in many ways per se. But that's what happens in, in the sense that this is what data analytics and data science enables you to do in terms of giving companies that edge, that competitive edge over their customers in basically driving new results and getting it on, on forward. Just to give you an example, right? There's this company called Under Armour in the US. It was a very small, it's a, it's a clothing apparel, which is now all across. But when it started, it was a very small company. And the entire sports clothing apparel was, was basically dominated by Nike, Reebok and Riders. Those were the big three. And basically, no one was ever close to them. The only thing Under Armour did differently was they used data. And they used data in the right way, the models. They basically attracted the right kind of customers took out the right schemes for them. And based on that, they were able to easily dislodge Adidas to number two, and now they are challenging Nike for number one in the US. Just based on the only difference was the use data. And because a lot of these older firms, because they have a lot of legacy things, they take time to actually like, yeah, data is something that we can use because there were a lot of marketing. Because a lot of people kind of, when you go up to them and tell them something, they think at a risk to my company, what to do, I don't. But data is not a threat. Data is like a help you make better decisions and which can help you basically do your job better. And the past eight that absolute data, this was the fight that we had with our clients. So, so generally the, the project was mandated by someone senior and we had to go and tell someone junior that this is how you're supposed to, like these are better decisions. And there was a lot of resistance from them to accept that results because it was kind of like you're stepping into our territory. What do you know? Blah, 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 which is partially true, but which is also not what the data shows us. And basically that's why I like this because everything will be very, very data backed. It's, it's factish. It's not like, and, and when I say talk about management consulting, a lot of it, management consulting is a lot. Yeah, this is, they did. That's why you should do. This is actually based on numbers that no, you have done this. Hence, you need to do this and basically tell them. And that's what I really like about this job and is basically helping companies in order to use that data and make better decisions. And we companies that have like done brilliantly well based on the recommendations that we've made. And, and I think it's a it's the power of data is going to grow even further in the future because it's going to grow exponentially even more. I, I loved your statement. Like nobody will believe you until you prove it through data and also the social media examples that you mentioned those are also uh, very useful now let's talk a little bit about the technologies in the data analytics space what kind of technologies do we have and where one can start from so again there's a vastly changing space so when i started back in uh, so back in 2005 right when we was just i was mainly working on marketing research which uses spss which is one of those initial statistical formulations that came out at that same time we started working on sas which was a 
brilliant language which basically like took over so even now a lot of financial companies use saas because that was the core and, and a lot of those systems have been built on that so a lot of data like when data analytics started being good was when saas was there and basically a lot of these legacy systems are still based on saas and saas is still a very important skill but somewhere around 2011 2012 2013 there was this huge wave of new new languages that that started coming out with open source and basically the two languages that really like took over were r and python so these are two hardcore coding languages which are basically built for statistical packages python has a lot more applications as well r is mainly just for statistical packages and these are two two of the more powerful languages in terms of what people use nowadays to basically get this data started and how to basically build models and basically get this data so that's on the modeling side so these are probably the three languages and the fourth language that just started out which is now making waves is something called julia so these are probably the four biggest languages from a modeling perspective that are dominating the industry right now saas r python python is probably number 1 right now r is number 2 and then probably julia is just making waves and saas used to be a big time number one everything earlier was saas if you didn't know saas you did not have a future in data science it was like that but now like like in my team of when i when i left absolute data for example in a team of 70 people i had five people who knew saas because it was such an outdated it had suddenly become so outdated that is how it turned out so that's on the on the modeling side of it then there are technologies which can help you visualize things better so think of it as making graphs getting reports right so from that perspective there are tools like tableau which is a very powerful there's alterx which is a combination of you can do modeling also there it's also visualization tool there's microsoft.net another powerful tool there's power bi there's clickview so a lot of these tools which help you basically if you have data it helps you visualize that data in any way you like so it will help you like get the data in a in a particular space so is for example a marketing manager wants to see okay what are my different regions done what are my different sales done and basically he wants to see it on a fancy chart you can build whatever fancy chart you want for him those tools it's like a very very fast very very good version of excel or excel vba for example which helps you basically build those, those charts you know in the excel vba also is still a very powerful tool right now because you can build charts if people want to get the data in excel which is still a very popularly used medium you build it through vba you basically show those charts that's also very powerful that's the technology on the visualization and the third thing is the data handling part which is basically tools like you have sql which is like the bread and butter of this industry in terms of getting everything in sql getting data there getting data out from there running basically different skills that's one now because data that we have is so huge we also have no sql database so we have hadoop for example which is basically a multi server kind of like server which basically kind of like build huge data sets there because it then splits up data into different servers so so hadoop is a big kind of like is a big thing in demand right now and it's a skill set that's that's not right out there so a lot of people are want that skill set because it's something very new and the more data you collect sql becomes unable to handle it after a certain point and so a lot of people are moving into these non sql databases so hadoop is like number one and from a data processing side that's what we want to do that is hadoop is one which is coming out in a big day but otherwise than sql is like still the bread and butter of things so those are the three different kind of technologies and the different kind of tools that are used in the industry
Wow, that's a wonderful summary. So if you start with the data modeling, probably SAS, R, Python, and Julia programming languages will come handy. And talking about the visualization, you have Tableau, Power BI, ClickView, Altrex, and also yeah. Excel VBA. And uh, with regard to yes. data handling, it's more about SQL or NoSQL database. And in case if the volume is too huge, then we can go for Hadoop. Thank you. That was exactly. a great summary. Yeah. So, Subin, now can we talk a bit about the evolution of the data analytics and what kind of trends that we are seeing in this space so that somebody can sure. keep themselves up to date? Sure. It's a vastly changing industry. We have seen like things like, like I just said, I've seen things going from, uh, so, so we were using SAS earlier. We moved from SAS to R. By the time we moved to R, Python had come up. <laughs> then some people decided to move to Python. Now we are hearing about Julia. It's basically an industry that's, that's changing massively. And also the kind of things that you're doing are also changing massively. Now you can do things like using data science, you can do things like, okay, I want to make a, to basically do a face recognition system, for example. That's very easy using Python nowadays. So everyone who knows Python, you can just do a face recognition system. I've trained it with data. So, so you'll have your face, mine, my face. You'll have like people, 30,000 people. And then if you show them a picture of the same person, the model will tell you, oh yeah, that's great. So a lot of data science is actually moving towards that in terms of a lot of people are now doing things which weren't possible earlier. And I'll just give you an example. So this company, it was actually a rival company of Absolute. So I won't really name it. But what they're doing right now is basically uh, they have a product. So what they've done is, the, it's a very elegant system. What they've done is they basically put in like kind of different kind of pictures of how do different diseases look like and how do person of different diseases look like and how do the reports look like. They have a database based of that. And a doctor can do when a, when a client comes to him and, and shows his report is and basically like just input his report there and the tool will tell you what is the exactly the kind of symptoms that they're showing not exactly the symptoms looking at the symptoms they can then tell you these are the kind of disease that that person might have a list of those that's a very cool thing right in terms of this was something that was not possible even five years ago so that's something that's that is really changing the way data analytics is now helping people so a lot of data science now is from helping companies is now changing into basically building more tools which help mankind in a way in terms of building something which is more kind of like which is more kind of like a, a better system for people and a better system which helps people understand what exactly is happening out there and making their lives better so that's one major change that's happening in the industry the other thing is of course in terms of when you combine everything together, I think this is an industry that where you have to update yourself continuously because a lot of these uh, these languages are open source, right? There are people working on these languages across the world and there are a lo lot of new packages that are coming out and things are becoming outdated like every second. So you're writing a code earlier and you don't know a package that's coming in that it might take you like 5,000 lines of code to come in and a new person might come in and write that in 50, 50, 50 uh, lines. And, uh, and it's not that you're a bad programmer, it's just you need to update yourself so fast and so quickly because otherwise you will be outdated in a while. And that I think is the biggest challenge in terms of uh, being in the space is basically you always need to catch up on what's happening because there's a lot of new things that are happening. 
and uh, with the likes of like google facebook apple these are the kind of companies that are uh, leading the way here in terms of so because these guys have the most amount of data and these guys are basically the pioneers and basically because they have the most amount of data they are the ones who are doing something so what i talked about hadoop for example so they have like you have two languages hive and pig so one was developed in facebook one was developed in yahoo because those were the two like kind of like when they started off those were the two languages which work on hadoop for example and these are the kind of things that that you need to actually come up and pick up on because this is a very very changing and very very dynamic and it's changed like i said in the beginning earlier because i loved numbers it was a very cool thing you didn't have to code much you just had to look at excel and basically be happy about life basically work a bit on saas which is okay now it's a completely different you have like no languages code your exof and be very quick on what's happening in the stream because this is changing like anything so that's what's up i love the example of in the healthcare industry especially for the ca- cancer patients and those with the heart ailments and all these reports can really come handy and especially detecting some early stage cancer will save the life of the humans and uh, definitely exactly. it is going to help help the healthcare community and in fact even in the shopping uh, experience it helps the companies promote the products that are prone to be bought by the customers very well based on the analytics and all yeah thank you for sharing that uh, zubin now let's talk about the career opportunities in this space what are the various roles that are available and how should someone approach sure right now i think this might be biased but i think this is the hottest industry at least in now the way i'm seeing it it's like everyone's going gung ho people everyone wants people and there's a paucity of good quality people because there are a lot of startups that are opening up and a lot of these start every startup needs a data guy and and they're not getting enough people so it's a huge it's definitely a very good industry startup and to be a part of it number one i think the, so we from scratch okay so the first thing of course is getting that data in one place that are those are roles which are called as data engineers so what these people do they build build something called data lakes they build these databases get all data together try to see exactly how these these are very code specific jobs basically like you you need to understand so even if you want to work let's say on amazon cloud amazon databases warehouses services for example those kind of skills as well as if you want to build something on your own or in your own system you can do that as well. so that is the first kind of role which is basically a data engineering kind of that's number one the second role that we talked about is basically roles which have to do more with visualization so you've got the data in place now however what do you do with that data? so the first roles that you do is basically you get all that data you basically build reports out of them and you visualize it and you show it to management in terms of in the way that they can understand so that's number 2 in terms of writing those those codes which transform that data into something meaningful into either visual charts into basically like reports which everyone can understand and which is very easy to assume that's number 2 number 3 then coming up is when you have these reports now now they want to know okay what should i do with them so then the next thing that comes in is something some sort of predictive modeling or some sort of like analysis on those reports so basically you become a data modeler or a data scientist basically in which you build models in which you basically use modeling techniques of different kinds and then basically use that in order to actually assimilate things going forward and one thing that i probably for, forgot to mention previous question was one more changing thing is even the kind of techniques we are using for modeling are changing quickly so basically earlier we, if some of our learners have some idea of of data data analysis they'll 
there were some very simple techniques called as linear regression logistic regression that is what people used to do and everyone was very happy about now that is like that is like 1960s already that was now now we have techniques like neural networks random forest random forest outdated but a simple neural network other cumulative neural networks and it just keeps on getting harder and harder so that is the data modeling so basically like the data modeling role will will basically encompass you to actually like learn new kind of modeling techniques and basically build those models based on what the client requirement is so that's number 3 number 4 then is an ai data science ai role which is ai ml role i'm calling it the ml ai role which is basically building things like these products in terms of the health product i just talked these products which are basically like which involve usage of a lot of data with, but which combines a lot of other elements not for pe- normal people to use so that is basically a combination of all these and the fifth role i think which is probably the most lacking in in all of this which is a simpler role but where is a mixture of these when i say a mixture of these is you need people who understand data and who can explain it to business to business leaders because that's one skill that so people are very good at coding people are very good at coding people are very good at visualizing people are very good at building everything but what does that mean so there has to be a person who has to be a bridge who's like a bridge between the engineers and the marketing guys right that is a very very important role which is currently missing across the across the pool so people are looking for such people who can actually like explain what they are doing and basically help companies take the right decision because even if you do everything you still need someone to to help marketers understand okay yeah this is a lot of data so what do i do with it so to have a person who's there to explain them okay yeah, this is what this means is what and that's a skill that's currently lacking and that's something that probably needs to be kind of built upon and basically like that is one skill that that people can so people who are coming in from a business background who want to pick up a bit of data analytics skills i think this is a huge great time for them to pick up that and then basically approach this it seems to be a handful of roles and depending on the interest like you can be on the data processing side or generating the reports or maybe building some algorithms and all so quite fascinating and definitely a lot of opportunities out there in case if somebody wants to venture into So Zubin this conversation has been fantastic but let's add some spice to the conversation now maybe I'll ask you sure. a few interesting rapid fire questions are you ready sure. yeah all right so you can be very crisp in answering these maybe roughly 2 to 3 words or maximum one phrase if you are okay let me shoot my first bullet out of the rapid fire what would you do if you won a 1 billion dollar lottery i'll probably buy a lot of comic books i love <laughs> comic books and uh, and actually books i'll buy probably buy a lot of and then probably i'll just invest in different companies and not do anything and just like help them like like make some money for me yeah quite interesting <laughs> now <laughs> you spoke about the comic characters let me shift gears and ask about what who is your favorite superhero character i would say uh, i really loved himan as a kid because he used to that was probably one of the first but i like superman and i like batman also and nothing favorite as such but in terms of everything uh, i would say he managed probably still because it's childhood love so <laughs> interesting let me move on to my next question what is hidden talent that no one knows about you zubin i think i can make a game of everything so basically like so my brother was in a boarding school i was home and i had a very isolated house so sometimes i didn't have any sense to play around with so i just used to go around basically just make games out of it my pay- i used to fill up like 
paper by my my notebooks by just inventing some new games and basically like so i think that's one hidden talent it's quite enchanting actually i'm really curious what kind of games that you have created so far wonderful yeah, sure. <laughs> let me move on to my next question so what has been a question on your mind for which you never got an answer for zubin this is rather philosophical it's it's about what have you die there's something that's that's always like kind of riddle me and i've thought about it and i don't know i agree it's a question to many of us all right so with that let me move on to the last question for the rapid fire what is one message that you would like to give to your own younger versions again i made all mistakes in my career uh, not just career like even while studying or like not really paid attention and i've like not made the best career move but i think that's part of the experience right so i'll just ask him to probably enjoy a bit more and basically like not enjoy a bit more i think i've enjoyed as much as as we could but yeah life will be good that's i think that's that's probably the most important not worry too much wish we could predict something in the past itself then things would have been <laughs> little different all right that was a fantastic rapid fire with that let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one last question for this conversation today what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers three things are going to be very important one is be passionate about what you do i think that's very important like don't go into it just because everyone's going into it just be passionate about it just if you only go into it if you like it otherwise i've seen a lot of people who do not like it who've gone on to do something else so don't do that number two is learn as much from a technical standpoint as you can about business so a lot of things that i see with the youngsters today is they want to learn a lot of about technology without understanding the application of it and that's probably one of the biggest things that you can probably go wrong with especially when you link to data science because it has to have an end product which is related to business and which is related to how it's going to be applied so i think that's very important and the third thing is and this is a general not just data sciences there'll be ups and downs across you'll have bad managers you'll have you'll have days that are not good just keep your heads up because it always gets better i think that is probably important for people to learn and i think just be and that is more from a general point when you basically work in teams be more empathetic towards one another i think that's very important. amazing tips to win talking about the second point that you mentioned learn about the business as passionately as you are learning technology because for, i would like to add my two cents here as long as we are able to relate to how our work is impacting the business then we will be able to articulate well and we will be able to project our candidature better even when you are appearing for interviews at the same time it will also give you a sense of accomplishment saying that hey my work is impacting the revenue or the bottom line thanks for bringing that up absolutely yeah that's wonderful so zubin thank you so much for joining us today it was a great topic thanks to for discuss having, you know, it was good, good fun it was a great fun thanks a lot all right it was a pleasure hosting you zubin and before we move into the trivia segment here is a request to all the audience if you have loved this episode and found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from this show and the more you share the wider we reach and we will get closer to our mission of reaching millions across the globe thank you so much in advance with that let me move on to the trivia segment of today's episode and folks in one of the past episodes we have asked about what was the first computer virus that was released in the internet and most of you have guessed it we spoke about creeper which was released on the arpanet as a harmless experiment however there is a different virus which was released in the wild for the first time and do you know what was it i know you are thinking 
but let me tell you the answer it is brain brain is a program that was created in 1986 by the farooq alvi brothers of pakistan and it was a method to deter the copying of medical software that they have written in fact it targeted ibm pcs and would replace a floppy disk boot sector with a copy of the virus and flag the real boot sector as bad which means it will deny access to that particular file system interesting isn't it thank you so much for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest Thank you.